0: Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the Mental Health Gaming Podcast. I'm Bradley, and I'm back from some terrible audio issues last week. And I'm joined by my good friend, Stu, who managed to make the podcast somehow listenable. Uh, How are you doing, Stu?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. It's been a funny week because this is my last week in work friday is my last day Mm. so lots of different emotions but uh yeah i'll talk about those in detail next week but other than that not too bad
0: excellent so yeah a weird week actually it's been a a, a slow one for me Uh, not overly much to talk about until a certain mouthpiece from the states that wasn't donald trump decided to open his mouth this week and we'll cover that one a bit but before then as usual what have we been playing?
1: An absolute huge amount. So it's really weird. We've been on a a few of the podcasts and I've not played much. And then I played a ton and then we had a, a special episode where we didn't talk about what we've been playing. So there's a backlog to talk about, but I'll just talk about the sort of high points. So we'll talk about the least interesting to the most. And people may be surprised that the least interesting of the three I'm going to talk about is Ghost of Tsushima which I've not played that much of so far about an hour and a half possibly two and it's lovely but it's pretty generic (laughs) um so far at least I think from the feelings I get it develops in a little bit more depth and complexity as you go on so far it's kind of very similar to all those open-worldy type games that um, You know, they have a a strong theme Mm. and then they have a very large map with various things dotted about them. But thankfully at the moment it's kind of going from village to village where there's a very strong sense of direction. The only thing is, yeah, it's doing what it does very, very smoothly. It's very slick. Presentation is off the charts. It has a kind of quite um, believable Japanese kind of atmosphere and feeling to it although I don't know there's some issues with the with the story on that perspective but I'll come to them in the future when I've played it a bit more probably talking about it too much already for how much I've played but seems okay but I've not been completely gripped by it so far alright but not amazing looks very pretty so that's the first one Yeah.
0: but my, my takeaway from what I've seen of Ghost of Tsushima I can't say words that's what I'm like at times we worked out I can't say steel properly. It sounds like I'm talking about the metal rather than standing steel. But there we go. Um, and I can't say... I can, yeah, I can't say coal, coal either. But anyway, Ghost of Shuma Sch- Sch- is, is another one. Um, <laughs> but it strikes me as a typical end-of-generation game whereby... That They've absolutely ripped out as much as they can of the visuals, you know, it just looks absolutely outstanding, they've pushed the system to the limits, and that masks what is otherwise a fairly generic experience, and there's not much left they can do with open worlds in their current form. Um, and that's what it's looked like to me and that's what I've been hearing from quite a few of the voices I trust when it comes to, lis- uh, t- to listening to them about games it doesn't stop me wanting to play it I still really really do want to play it but yeah it's not the second coming that it was kind of being hyped up to be at one point
1: that's my impression so far but I will yeah. I will hold off until I've, I've played it some more but yeah,
0: yeah that's where we are with it so far what have you been playing? lots of little odds and ends as i got a, a new up-to-date pc which has allowed me to play games i've not been able to play properly before so lots of little odds and ends as i tinker with with settings and stuff like that but then tetris because i'd like to say that i've been playing a really old version of tetris just because i've got all this horsepower now that that's what i'm going to do but i've actually been playing tetris effect on the pc um, and i've written an article that people can check out on the site and i'll link to it in the description that talks about my love for tetris and especially the tetris effect and yeah it is such a wonderful game it's hard to think that when i first played tetris in 1989 on the game boy in two colors but it was monochromatic it's you know it just had like tinny music to it but iconic music that it could still surprise me and it could still do something new. Even after Tetris 99 and turning it into a battle royale. It's like, oh my God, what well, you know? What can they do next? Mizuguchi, again, I'm butchering the name. I know I am. Then, who's U- of Rez and Lumine's uh, fame, produced just something Amazing. Um, I, I, I can't even find the right words for it. Just something that's otherworldly, um, that takes you to another world. The, the mix of the visuals along with the well-known and well-worn gameplay, which even then adds a couple of nice little tweaks to it at the right time in the right modes. That mixed with the music, it, it's... I, I Honestly, the first time I played this on the PS4, I cried. It just hit me everywhere, and it wasn't sort of like crying because it was sad, or just even tears of joy. It's just it hit me emotionally, and I just didn't know how to take it. That I cried, and I've been playing it like ever since. You know, it's my go-to game now. Whenever I feel I need to escape properly, and um, I've we'll get to more about games and their role in a little bit when we talk about the mental health side. But yeah, Tetris Effect it is just the most beautiful game i've ever played and honestly it could do more i think for or just as much for mental health than just taking medication can do because you get to a point where it's almost meditative with it and with headphones on and focused on that screen nothing else matters nothing else matters when you play it and that is just a very hard feeling to get across properly until you've experienced it. Um, and the only thing I've not done with 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 this version, I've not played it in VR yet. I will do one day. And from my understanding, in VR, again, it takes it just to a whole nother level. But yeah, I, I I've been playing that, and it is just the best thing ever. Well, those
1: kind of sensory experiences you say are so important because if you think about when people are, um, people have connectivity issues or they have some mental health issues that are ostracizing them from the world and from themselves even. Mm-hmm. Things like, you know, going on a roller coaster or having pet therapy or any connection to a, an experience or feeling that wouldn't be in the normal run of events can have such a, a wonderful impact on on their lives and their mental state. And for, for Tetris Effect, Obviously, it probably won't have the same impact on everybody. But for those that no. it does, it's something they, they can connect with, like you said, anytime that they want. Kind of like you know having a, a loving pet in a way. Yeah. So yeah, no, I totally get that. But if you make that connection with it, then it's got the, the potential to be uh, a life-changing experience and only for the better
0: yeah definitely i mean again this isn't port begging by any stretch of the imagination the only reason it is not my most played game at the moment and why that still goes to tetris 99 is purely format based that i need to either get the tv back or i need to go and sit at the pc to play if it was on the switch i'd be on it more than anything else honestly it is that damn good again if people haven't tried it and they're looking for an experience yeah just just do it just get it splash out it's about I think you can get it for about 25 to 30 quid on most systems these days and it's well worth it
1: yeah most people should give it a go at the very least yeah so um, yeah apart from Ghost of Tsushima I've also been playing a game called Panzer Paladin I won't go into detail Mm. I'll talk about that more next week but just to say, you know, if you like arcade action games from the past, two D style, in a, it's got a NES, NES visual style to it, and lots of sixteen bit action platform, uh, not tropes, but you know aspects of gameplay, but taken to kind of the next level and linking together in really clever ways. Oh, pick it up! It's a it's a great game for that. If you if you like anything like. Mega Man, uh the original Castlevanias, any games like that really, then it's gonna be for you. So I'll go into detail, you know, another time, but yeah, go definitely go for that. It's a fantastic game. So Steam at the moment I think it's coming to Switch plus other platforms yeah. down the line.
0: It's... So just just quickly with regards to that. Um you mentioned obviously if you enjoyed things like Mega Man and Castlevania. Is it a love letter to those or is it really its own thing still um because i've said se- i've seen the comparisons but i'm still unsure whether it's like its own thing or whether it's just trying to be an homage
1: it's it's right on the cusp um we've talked about games like like this in the past and mm. it's there's i would describe them in the same way i did then it's almost as if you're traveling back to a point in time where you know the 32-bit era didn't happen and instead of getting CD based games and, th- and polygons, the ga- the consoles that existed just carried on and just got more and more powerful. So it's like you know a 16 bit game of the power of, you know, say, the Neo Geo, uh, but with the visuals of an NES. So yeah, broadly it's it's much of an homage, but it's got enough in there in the way that its systems interact. And how much he uses the the, the amount of RAM <laughs> that modern modern uh, machines have to make it a progression, I wouldn't say it's a huge leap forward by any stretch of the imagination. It's not like you know say dead cells, but it's mm. uh, yeah it's it's got enough of its own character, both visually and mechanically to bring new uh, enough new people in maybe i don't know it's always going to be niche yeah yeah if you don't like i think the an easy way of saying is flip it a little bit and say if you don't like those kind of games it won't bring anything new that you'll enjoy you know it's got enough tweaks on that formula to make it worthwhile for people who already like it but i don't think it would make any converts from people who didn't like that kind of gameplay anyway
0: that's fair enough
1: and finally, the most important one, is Death Stranding on the PC. Now, this obviously had the PS4 release and it was, uh, it was exclusive to that on the console. And it's come to PC finally, about 8 months late. And, oh, it, oh what a weird game. So if you're talking about open world games doing something different, and not just being an end of generation, here are the visuals maxed out, but with the gameplay dialed down to one on the dial. This one takes individual individuality up to 11. It's one of those kind of games. So I'm sure everybody knows what it is by now, but basically you're a courier in a post-apocalyptic world where the world of the dead has collided with the world of the living, and it's connected in lots of different ways. And it just makes this for this utterly unique landscape that's it's kind of like Iceland. Uh, it's very kind of barren, but green. It's like a desert, but without sand. It's got lots of hills and mountains and streams and rivers and rocks that are kind of desolate, like a, as if the moon and the earth collided, just like it's talking about the world of the dead and the living colliding. And you've got to traverse it delivering parcels and it really leans into that whole thing of it's about traversal it's about logistics and mechanically it kind of feels a bit like shadow of the colossus in places Mm. so you have to grip and hold on and you have to adjust the weight of your body and the weight of what you're carrying so that you can you know achieve what you're going to do and it sounds like it would be absolutely terrible and i think some people have found it absolutely terrible because it's completely marmite but it's captured me in a way that it hasn't. A game hasn't captured me this year, maybe for a few years, maybe since Breath of the Wild. And I think it's mm-hmm. because it picks the perfect time to to amp things up. So, like, you start control of a game, and you're walking, and then you run, and you see how much that brings to traversing where you are, and you're like, "Yep, good." And then just as you get bored of that, it brings in, "Oh, here's a uh, a power suit so that you lose less stamina when you're running." and that's like after about an hour or something and you're like oh great and then that feels completely invigorating both to you and your avatar and then an hour after that just as you're reaching the limits of what the power suit can do it gives you a a bike like a motorbike so you're flying around the country and then when you're reaching the limits of that and the stones are getting in the way the rocks and the the mountains you're given a van and then you can put all heavy stuff in the back of that and just drive off and it keeps ramping it up like that and giving you these New ways to interact that just open up the world, so that you're not repeating the same sort of steps of what you know of traversal with your of foot, or you know just using the bike. It it constantly changes them, and it never it's clever enough to bring them in, but without one of them nullifying another. So you're still always going to need that power suit. You're still going to need to like fabricate new boots to walk in because they wear down one thing won't take away from the other. You can't drive a truck up a mountain. You can't, you know, ford a stream with it. You can't do, you know, there's all sorts you
0: can't do. Just so, yeah. just to interrupt, because yeah. um, I'll forget this afterwards, but you mentioned about needing to, like, sort of make new boots because they wear down. Now, the problem I have with any system like that how often you need to do that are you need is it taken away from the gameplay experience or is it one of those things where you go oh after a bit my boots have now worn down i'm going to need to get a new pair
1: for me it gets the timing of all these things right your, your mileage may vary so, but for me it's not quite crafting they're all fabricated mm-hmm. by a single process they without getting into the mechanics too much because it might put people off and bore them but basically you need materials to fabricate stuff so it's a push of a button but you need to have the materials in the background now you can collect them from the from the environment things like crystals and metals and things like that but you get so many from your rewards for deliveries and also from bringing different areas of the map onto the network that you're creating like phone network that you don't really need to do that so Certainly on the difficulty level I'm playing on, you you don't need to go around grabbing stuff very often at all. And your boots don't wear out very quickly, and when when they do, you just hit a button and it will give them you. So it's more a case of just, before you set out on an expedition, just checking everything and making sure you've got everything you need logistically, and then doing it, rather than, oh shit, I'm halfway there and now I can't complete the mission, I've got to reload my save.
0: So it's, it's, it's not Breath of the Wild annoying?
1: Well, I mean, I didn't get annoyed by the, that in Breath of the Wild, but I know people did, so that's fair enough. But no, it, it doesn't break things. That, that things do not have the limited shelf life that they did in Breath Excellent. of the Wild, no. But that said, if you if you weren't a big fan of Breath of the Wild, you definitely won't like this, because it it's a very singular experience. It, it yeah. relies upon, and this is the last thing I'll say, because I'm running so long on this, but... Um, It relies on the joy of discovery, and the only way it can give you that, for it to have the right impact, is having a lot of, not mediocrity, but, you know, similarity, sameness. So you have to, like, walk, and it it can feel like a long time, but it's never more than about ten minutes, and normally only about five So you'll have like five or ten minutes of just traversing a landscape that looks very, very similar, and then you'll hit a wall, literally in the form of a uh, a cavern or a, a you know a crevasse or a mountain. You'll traverse that. You'll manage to fight your way over it, and then you'll see you know a beautiful new landscape, waterfall, uh, a lo- wonderful piece of technology that blends into the into the environment really well, and you'll have that burst of Sort of excitement and joy of discovery, and also that you can go in there and most likely going to get given a a fantastic new toy to play with as well that will make the journey back easy or fast. So, yeah, I mean, mechanically, I love the way that works, but most importantly, it's a story about connecting people. So, it's about bringing life and togetherness in a world of death and that makes it sound very sad. And it has got a really sad, melancholic strands strands going all the way through it constantly. But also it has the joy of of connecting with people and reconnecting people physically as well as emotionally. And it does that very cleverly. And typical Kojima style, it overdoes it. And there's too much text, too many <laughs> scenes. And they, he over-explains. But the, the core of it, the emotional core of it, really, really works. So... Yeah, I'm just again. I keep saying this is the last thing we're going to say, but this really is. Um, I don't often go on about graphics, but oh my god, the graphics in this are absolutely phenomenal on the PC. Like it's an old, yeah. an, an, a previous gen game, but oh man, you can barely get your head around how good they are. They're just oh, yeah. it's 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 on another it's on another level. So yeah,
0: I, I booted this up for about probably the. Uh, The idea was to boot up this game and get past the Kojima opening cinematic um, because, you know, I had a spare two hours. Um, And to my surprise, I actually got to control um, Norman Reedus very, very early. I was like, oh, okay, I'll get to actually control the character. What's this all about? Which he actually seems to have learned some lessons with his opening pacing to a degree. And, yeah, it is gorgeous. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. it is one of the nicest games I think I've ever yeah. seen in terms of visual fidelity yes. yeah. um, um however your description of it as well it makes it sound like Britain in 2020 rather than um, a far-flung fantasy future <laughs> um and from I because I never thought I'd actually get around to playing it ever um purely because it didn't look my sort of game so I watched a bunch of videos on it watching other people play it just doing like looking at the gameplay mechanics and the way it came across to me initially and I I can't wait to watch more of it um to play more of it sorry now is that it looked like Kojima one day at Konami was maybe feeling quite depressed and sat down stuck on the TV eating a bunch of cheese happened upon postman Pat fell asleep and just had the weirdest nightmare (laughs) and that's what the game felt like to me when I was seeing video of it I'm I'm, I'm waiting for a little Welsh boy to go and set fire to something accidentally and him have to save him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it won't... um, It's not going to appeal to everyone. And I think... I think it's, you know, underperformed as well at at retail, which is very unfortunate, but also understandable. And it's the reason why, you know, um, Konami kept kicking Kojima's ass to turn uh, the Phantom Pain into something a bit more immediate and to, like just have very skippable very short cut scenes and have you know a lot of the dialogue and uh, the, the background being overlaid on your traversal to an objective rather than as a separate huge lump and unit that you do before you're even playing any kind of game and I've said elsewhere that I do think it's I think it's a bit of a shame that he hasn't learned that lesson because you get huge chunks just dumped on you of Unnecessary exposition, and and it does get very boring.
0: I think there's a conversation to have around Kojima, Um, and as someone who's never really been enamoured by his games in the past, I still believe he is one of the most important creators, not only in video games but in entertainment today. And I think we'll have a separate discussion about that. But yeah, needless to say, he he he's not afraid to take risks where other um, developers publishers anyone are scared um, and he does push the mediums forward he may not learn his lessons but he does push boundaries and people like him are needed but we'll, we'll have i think we'll have a more um, in-depth discussion special about him i believe might be worthwhile doing
1: yeah that'd be great
0: so yeah i again say aside, aside from me tetris is pretty much it so we're going to move on to a bit of a commentary stroke bit of mental health chat and it kind of all links in so if you've never heard of joe rogan i'm pleased for you he's a uh, divisive shall we say he's um, uh, apparently he's a comedian but he's mainly well known for having his own podcast and doing commentary on mma stuff he's a low rent alex jones If there is such a thing. I mean, that's scraping beyond the bottom of the barrel if there's a low-rent version of Alex Jones. But anyway, he's he's a bit of a, a mouthpiece. And recently he decided to make some comments about video games. And to give a bit of context, this is what he said.
2: And video games are a real problem. They're a real problem. You know why? Because they're fucking fun. Addictive. And you don't, yeah, well I'm, I have a real problem with them. And you, you, you do them and they're real exciting but you don't get anywhere. Right. It's like you could do, like, like martial arts, right? You could learn jujitsu. You get obsessed by jujitsu, and then three years later, you're you're like an elite jujitsu athlete. Like you're entering in competitions. You're a purple belt. You're you're moving up. Yeah, you're doing well. You're thinking like I might be able to open my own school one day.
0: Got confidence. Yeah, if
2: I have a hundred students and those hundred students are paying me X amount of dollars per month, I can make a living. Holy shit, I can have a. This would be amazing. And then you see your jujitsu school and your jujitsu instructor has all these students and drives a Mercedes and he's got a nice family and like that's the future. This you're doing something exciting and fun and you don't or you could just be playing fucking video games three years later you could be that same kid just playing video games waiting for the next whatever the fuck game is you know next xbox game to come out and you're gonna waste your time
0: so i've got a few issues with this um i I actually listened to it a couple of times and one of my first thoughts to this was maybe He was trying to say one thing and it came across incorrectly because he says video games are fun. And I believe he does play video games. And then I listened to it again and no, I don't think he's mistaken in what he's trying to say in his own views. He believes video games are a waste of time. And it got me to thinking, what is a waste of time? Why is it all of a sudden not okay to waste your time on something? if indeed video games are a waste of time. Um, I spoke about Tetris earlier in the the show, and by all intents and purposes, it is a waste of time. I'm sitting there, I'm dropping blocks into a well to clear lines and do it over and over and over and over, and you know. It is a waste of time. I'm not doing anything with it. It's not enhancing me in terms of skills, possibly, or, you know, future endeavours. But at the same time, it is. As I said, it's an escapism from me. It's a game that has literally saved my life at times, that has stopped me wanting to take my own life, that has given me a reason for being at times, as, as sad as that can sound to some people. If that does that, it's not a waste of time. And the other thing he said is if you do something like jiu-jitsu, surprisingly something he's really into, he's really into his mixed martial arts, that apparently if you do jujitsu, then you might get better at jujitsu. You might then decide to start your own studio. So that's not a waste of time. It's a skill, is what he says. Now, I don't know about you, I can't walk through town without Jujitsu Studios all over the place. It's literally Coffee Shop Jujitsu Studio, Coffee Shop Takeaway Jujitsu Studio, Jujitsu Studio. I don't know about you. What's it like in the northwest? Loads of Jujitsu Studios?
1: Nah, it's more karate and kung fu, but yeah, I know it's uh... Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, obviously we're, we're I'm being a bit facetious there. But it is ludicrous, the idea that because jujitsu teaches you to fight and teaches you a lot of good disciplines, don't get me wrong, I tried kickboxing when I was younger and I learned some very interesting disciplines with it. So I I think they're well worth doing. I'm not going to suddenly crap on what he likes because it's Joe Rogan. I think there's lots of benefits to anything you do that learns you a new skill. But people play video games and... Do you know the people who make those video games? Do you know why they got into making video games, Stu? Go on, I'll let, I'll let you guess this one. Why do you think they got into making video games? What could have led to that?
1: Well, I'm guessing that it's because they wanted to find a route to jujitsu, but they couldn't.
0: You, exactly, spot on. They went to the jujitsu studio and they started making video games. <laughs> uh, but no, it, they started by playing video games. Obviously, not the very earliest creators that they came from wanting to find something new Um, and I'm sure there's an interesting story as to how someone even came up with the very first idea of a video game but most people most developers now got into it because they've played a video game and they were inspired by it and as a medium it's moved on it's the same as people who make films they got into it because they watched films writers they read books They wanted to create and that's what video games do they allow people to do that now unlike something like jujitsu or karate or a specific skill that you learn you play a video game you can be inspired to do anything else i i know you know when i i was younger and i i was inspired by the visuals of certain video games and the very first time I saw a Wipeout and the graphic design around Wipeout, that was me. I knew I wanted to be a graphic designer at that age. Um, I know people that have played Echo, and they wanted to study marine biology because they was fascinated by it. And so, video games are such a vast space, and it's the same I think with movies and things like that. It's such a vast space that they allow you to then follow or get understand a passion that you might then not previously have known. So to say video games specifically are a waste of time really did rub me up the wrong way because they bring out other aspects that aren't a waste of time. They do increase knowledge because they plant that seed. And because they're interactive, you're more engaged with them than I think any other medium as well. And again, that's not to to dump on a great height on movies and TV and books. I think they're all important. But there's something about that added level of interaction that makes things stick. There's a reason why when you do a project at school where you've actually got to do something, you learn more than when you just sat there with a teacher talking to you. So, yeah, it's something that really rubbed me up the wrong way because he was just so dismissive over it. Um, so it's kind of I'm I'm pissed off that someone like Joe Rogan says what he says, but also I'm glad he says what he says because it allows me to allows us all to then go actually no no that's not what it is. Um, it's a weird rant. What what are your thoughts on 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 what he said?
1: Yeah, so there's two sort of big things: one negative, one positive. So the the negative thing is. Um, where he's coming from is a very particular mindset and it belongs to a very unfortunate train of thought. I'm picking my words very carefully here. Yeah. Um, there is a, a train of thought that anything that you do has to have, has to have benefit to mm. either yourself or to others. And traditionally, I think authorities and people in power have promoted things like, you know, sport um, and exercise because A, it can be said to uh, help the individual and the state at the same time because a healthy mind is a healthy body and all of that stuff. And also, there's the it's the anti-intellectual thing of art is a waste of time. Creativity is a waste of time. Because they don't contribute and they can't be monetized. And of course, anyone in their right mind knows that that's complete rubbish. That, as you said, when you engage with play in any form, whether that's board games or whether playing sport with your mates or whether it's playing video games or whether it's, you know, anything like that, you're freed from the constant need to produce to have an end result or to be you know to be productive. It's non-productivity that frees the frees your expression and like you said it makes you consider a wider world and consider other people's perspectives because that's what intellectual pursuits are. they're disengaging from the things that are about the physical and the, the immediate needs which is why sport is one that transcends all boundaries because people who are intellectuals enjoy it because it's an expression and people who are anti-intellectual enjoy it because it's purely a physical, uh, like, objective and manifestation. Yeah. So it's a... But to negate, to call somebody's time spent painting a flower a waste of time or playing Death Stranding, that is is saying what somebody feels about the positivity of humanity when literal death is upon them. To to call that a waste of time completely obliterates the worth of people and the worth of empathy and shared experience. And it's a very anti-intellectual stance. So that's how I feel about it from that point of view. Also, from the positive point of view, Sort of building on what I was saying about Death Stranding, there. Yeah, storytelling, whether it's done in a visual way or, uh, you know, in film and and TV and games or whether it's in novels or through painting, has this, you know, this wonderful way of linking people together. It both connects us and gives us views of shared experiences, but at the same time, knowing that 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 experience was similar but different, it teaches us. And without that inner life and without those expressions of ourselves, we don't exist as a society. Joe Rogan relies upon people being creative. He doesn't understand this. He thinks that what he does and his thoughts, and ironically, his thoughts, are and what he does to be productive are all that matters. It's a singular viewpoint that's been narrowed down into a completely uh, utilitarian, uh, self-fulfilling stance that doesn't recognize the value of other people and he's as much a victim as a perpetrator when it comes to this as so many of these people are but if he could just understand that the things that he loves come from the passion of other people as well and their creativity I think you know the world would be a better place.
0: Yeah and um, uh- again what's interesting is and again I always feel like I'm I'm, I'm really dumping on other mediums when, when I talk about it in this way it's really not I just think there's something very unique about video games um and spoiler ahead if you haven't played the uh, the original last of us Joel chooses love over the betterment of the wider world and that made me question my own morality. Would I sacrifice my children for the betterment of the world? And I don't know. It is a great one. Yeah, it's a great it's a great question. yeah. Part of me wants to go, no, do you know what? I wouldn't sacrifice my children for the betterment of the world to save mankind. I wouldn't do it. But that is so incredible. There is no mankind. What future is there for my children if I don't sacrifice my children? And You know, you get those questions. And to then just bottle that down to video games are a waste of time. It really, really isn't. But to do what Joe Rogan did and boil down something that he likes into the most simplest form, kicking someone in the head repeatedly, that doesn't better your life. That that, that doesn't lead to anything. That doesn't make you think. In fact, it makes you think less. Now, I know that Jujitsu and any other martial art isn't about... Just kicking someone in the head repeatedly until they get concussion. I know it isn't that, but if we want to boil it down and take out all the, nu- all the nuances, then that's what Joe Rogan does. That's what he likes. He just likes people who kick each other in the head until they can't think anymore. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's how you look at it, and it's yeah, it's, just, it's 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 it just really gets me that these people who do it, and isn't it's not just them. You are right. They are a victim of previous um, ideas, and they've had it like rubbed into them. it's the same people who call masks muzzles and refuse to wear them off you know again taking out the people who actually physically can't either autism or they've got physical disabilities or anything like that i get that but the people who are like no it's my freedom you're, you're taking away my civil liberties and stuff like that i know uh, but mm. th- they've had that thrown at them and i can't blame them it's not them it's the way they've been told things don't listen to the government listen to the government don't listen to the experts because they're wrong now listen to the experts but don't listen to the experts it's to us vote for us don't vote for them by the way we're sending you mixed messages yeah people just get confused and that's what these. is i think it's the same with people like joe rogan they're confused they've believed everything they've been told but now they've got a platform and they're spreading their misinformation as well um i don't dislike joe rogan um, in fact if you know, I know it's never going to happen but I'd love to sit down and have a debate over this with Joe Rogan have a chat with him about it because I think he does have some interesting points on other things he said I just think on this he's very very wrong I, um, I think
1: you could honestly change his mind in an afternoon because yeah. what makes me really sad is it, when he was a child he'll have run around and played games he'll have yeah. played games with his friends made up made up worlds he'll have you know Played with toys and played board games and had this rich inner life that was, that his family, well maybe, but you know definitely like his teachers will have encouraged, and something has gone wrong along the way to make him think that his adult point of view, that has changed from from his childlike point of view, is the right one, and it's all about being productive. And I think you know, if somebody could just reconnect him to those feelings that he yeah. that he had when he was younger he might just completely change his mind on this and the the problem is not in a is not really in the, the individual carrying these um misconceptions it's sad but that's not the problem the problem is that he has a wide platform to yes. and to say all of these things and he's he's choosing to say something that alienates people and that is negative and yeah. just dismissing them in this way and invalidating them is to know value and, and can only hurt people so yeah
0: but yeah no that's it I mean I don't think we've um, like come into like definitive points here it's um, just one of those weird things uh, like someone's decided to open their mouth and not know what they're talking about just like we do every week um, <laughs> definitely <laughs> I think not, um,
1: the last thing I'd say on the, the point as a whole is that anyone who tries to say this is the end, this is the point at which we all have to agree that's when the trouble starts because nobody's ever going to agree you have to keep learning, you have to keep your mind open and you have to keep exploring and trying to put a cap on that always causes terrible problems Yes.
0: so yeah, on that, don't question us on what we've just said we're we're right, we are 100% right I've
1: got my Gestapo ready to come out and get you if you try and disagree with me (laughs)
0: <laughs> but yeah, that that's the end of it. Although next week you want to talk about your work situation and stuff like that, so we'll get on to that next week. But as usual, just just to finish off, if you if you like what we say what we're saying, and you want to discuss things with us, if you want to debate what we said today, join us on our Discord channel. The link's on the site and via the description to wherever you're listening to this also check out mates it's a mental health group on facebook and they offer different voices and help and support uh, various different activities all based around mental health do do check them out um because what they do i think is really really good but yeah we're on twitter if you like what we do and you want to help out then you can support us on coffee or patreon and until next week, I've been Brad, I've been joined by Stu, stay safe.